What's going on, Hardliners? Welcome to His Hardline for another episode of 1% with Him. Remember, every day we need to spend at least minimum 15 minutes with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Dig a little bit in the Bible and spend a little time in prayer, you know what I mean? If you can't do that, just join us here at His Heartline. We'll get it done. Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hisheartline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side. And the reason they're at my side is because they are the hosts. They are the ones in charge, and they are the ones that are at the wheel, and they are steering the ship through these crazy, chaotic waters that we call life. So welcome. Glad to have you here. But remember, no matter how crazy and turbulent the storm gets or how big the swells become, God and Jesus Christ will steer you into that safe harbor so you can anchor and finally get your feet on solid, dry ground. So welcome. Glad to have you all here. It is another, yet another beautiful day in West Michigan. I cannot complain. 73 degrees, nice light breeze, blue skies, sun shining bright. I can't ask for much more than that. So I hope wherever you're at in the world, it's uh, just as beautiful. So I guess the big story of the day is uh, Elon Musk and Twitter and Elon Musk and Twitter and Elon Musk and Twitter. Apparently, I guess Elon Musk could potentially control Twitter by Friday, uh, from what I understand, and that he would be in a position to completely disrupt their narratives and expose how they censor us right before the midterms. And and so there was actually a post that was put out by, uh, I believe it was Bio, uh, was it Bio Clandestine? Now, he said something, they said something very interesting. I don't know if it's a guy or girl, but we're just going to assume he, all right, whatever. Um, But he actually put out something very interesting. And he said, when analyzing the Twitter, uh, Elon situation, you cannot look at it from a purely business slash monetary perspective. Nothing will make sense. And this is not a random billionaire buying another company for fun. This is the U.S. military's highest paid contractor stripping the deep state of one of their most powerful brainwashing weapons in the information war. It's never been about money. It's an operation to expose and neutralize a psychological weapon, clandestine. And I couldn't agree with them more, to be quite honest with you. And then he attaches a uh, an article from Bloomberg. But yeah, that's apparently the biggest story of the uh, of the evening, of the day. And I'm sure it'll be the biggest story for the rest of the week. Yeehaw. And so, uh, yeah, that's probably going to be the first and the last time I, I bring that up because it's that's all you're going to hear in the mainstream. That's all you're probably going to hear with other outlets. And quite frankly, there's just no sense in beating a dead horse. You know what I mean? And so, but anyway, but uh, today uh, here at His Hard Line, this is another episode with 1% with him. And we are going to be reading chapter Uh, excuse me, the book of Psalm chapter 37. And like I said before, in case you missed it, I'm going to be going all the way up till Psalm chapter 41. So we're coming up to a close in the first of three books in Psalms. And then I think what we're going to do is we're going to skip forward to the New Testament and probably read some stuff out of like Philippians and Romans and maybe a couple other books. And then we'll come bounce back to the second book of Psalms. (coughs) Excuse me. So anyway, 
Now, Psalm chapter 37, a little bit of a long chapter, but nothing crazy. It's only about, oh, I don't know, 40 verses. <laughs> and so I'm reading out of the New American Standard Bible, and it reads, Do not get upset because of evildoers, and do not be envious of wrongdoers, for they will wither quickly like the grass and decay like the green plants. Trust in the Lord and do good. Live in the land and cultivate, cultivate faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he will do it. He will bring out your righteousness as the light and your judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not get upset because of one who is successful in his way because of the person who carries out wicked schemes. Cease from anger and abandon wrath. Do not get upset. It leads only to evil doing. For evildoers will be eliminated. But those who wait for the Lord, they will inherit the land. Yet a little while, and the wicked person will be no more. And you will look carefully for his place, and he will not be there. But the humble will inherit the land and will delight themselves in abundant prosperity. The wicked plots against the righteous and gnashes at him with his teeth. The Lord laughs at him, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn the sword and bent their bow to take down the afflicted and the needy to kill off those who are upright in conduct. Their sword will either enter their own heart and their bows will be broken. Better is a little of the righteous than the abundance of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked will be broken, but the Lord sustains the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the blameless, and their inheritance will be forever. They will not be ashamed in the time of evil, and in the days of famine they will have plenty. <clears throat> Excuse me. But the wicked will perish, and the enemies of the Lord will be like the glory of the pastures. They vanish like smoke, they vanish away. The wicked borrows and does not pay back, but the righteous is gracious and gives. For those blessed by him will inherit the land, but those cursed by him will be eliminated. The steps of a man are established by the Lord, and he delights in his way. When he falls, he will not be hurled down, because the Lord is the one who holds his hand. I have been young, and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his descendants begging for bread. All day long he is gracious and lends, and his descendants are a blessing. Turn from evil and do good, so that you will dwell forever. For the Lord loves justice and does not abandon his godly ones. They are protected forever, but the descendants of the wicked will be eliminated. The righteous will inherit the land and dwell in it forever. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom, and his tongue speaks justice. The law of his God is in his heart. His steps do not slip. The wicked spies upon the righteous and seeks to kill him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand or let him be condemned when he is judged. Wait for the Lord and keep his way, and he will exalt you to inherit the land. When the wicked are eliminated, you will see it. I have seen a wicked, violent person spreading himself like a luxuriant tree in its native soil. Then he passes away, and behold, he was no more. I searched for him, but I, he could not be found. 
Observe the blameless person and look at the upright, for the person of peace will have a future, but wrongdoers will altogether be destroyed. The future of the wicked will be eliminated, but the salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble. The Lord helps them and rescues them. He rescues them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. Amen. I love this verse. I have to go back to it where it says when the wicked and it's kind of the tail end of verse 34 where it says when the wicked are eliminated, you will see it. I truly believe without a shadow of a doubt, we will see the wicked eliminated and be blatantly obvious in front of our eyes. I really, truly believe that. I really do. Now, what does Psalm 37 mean? Well. In the beginning of this psalm, David tells his audience not to fret, which is translated from a Hebrew word referring to burning or heat. Now, in contrast to anxiety or rage, believers should trust in the Lord and delight themselves in the Lord, commit their way to the Lord, all the while waiting patiently for the Lord. And so he explains that the prosperity of the wicked will only last a short time, whereas the Lord's blessing of the righteous lasts forever. And see, people really need to remember that. Just because you see people with abundance and all the materialistic items that you think you want and that you think you need, and you sit there and you wonder, why are they so blessed with all of these things and these beautiful, nice mansions and homes and vehicles and yachts and designer clothes, and everything imaginable to man that man thinks would make him happy. But yet, they do so much evil. They're pedophiles, or they, they're murderers, or they're deceivers, or they're cheats and liars and thieves and whatever else, or all the above. Why is it that they get everything they want, yet they, it seems like they go unpunished, and yet they can still amass a great amount of wealth. Well, you got to remember, like it says right here, prosperity prosperity will only last a short time for these people because, and I can't remember the verse or chapter, and I'm paraphrasing somewhat here, but I'm pretty sure somewhere in the Bible it says, you know, what profits a man for he gains the whole world but loses his soul? And that's what happens with these people, these evildoers. They, they sell themselves out to the devil, to Satan, for, to amass wealth and great riches and, you know, earthly desires fulfilled and fun for life. But what happens when you get to the end of that life? Eternal damnation in hell, perhaps. It's my guess if you're going to make a deal with Satan, that's what I think probably happens. So you got to remember, you know, prosperity will only last a short time. I mean, really, when you think about it, the time that we have on this earth is really actually a short amount of time. But the righteous, the righteous will last forever with the Lord's blessings reigning upon them in this life and after. And so David points out that God is fully aware of the situations faced by the righteous. He knows 
And he's also aware of the seemingly unfair prosperity of the wicked. He knows the wicked abuse the poor and the needy and violently oppose the righteous. He knows this. He sees this. He assures his readers that God always takes care of his people and protects them. Always, without fail. Now, your prayers and your answers might not come to you in your own time frame. But he will come in the right time. <clears throat> and his blessing extends only to the righteous, but also to their descendants. And so David says the righteous person has God's word in his heart, and therefore he does not stumble through life. Now the Lord is always near the righteous person and will give him the promised land for an inheritance. And from the world's perspective, evil people might seem like a tree with widespreading branches and something so large and so deeply rooted can be intimidating however as david notes that is merely an illusion compared to the power of god and let's not forget that's what these people operate on they operate on lies deception and illusions they're very good at that they're very good at taking the few in their little satanic circles and making it look like they are multiplied by the hundreds of thousands to millions and they make it seem so that they give you the illusion that they outnumber us when in all reality it's probably just a few bad apples that just needs to get pitched and ground up and smushed into the ground and so in his own life david saw the fate of the rich and the strong and those in authority who rejected God and godly wisdom. And so when the once powerful tree is destroyed, eventually all traces are gone. And God promises a future for the righteous. But he will destroy the wicked one way or another. And David concludes Psalm 37 by describing this, that the Lord as, describing the Lord as the believer's salvation and refuge in times of trouble, and he delivers them from the wicked. Yes, he does. Always will he deliver us from the wicked. And so you got to keep in, you know, keep in the back of your mind, ladies and gentlemen, that I know what you're dealing with. I think what I saw job numbers come out, I think August or uh, what was it, September? And some of the lowest, I think it was August or September, I can't remember now, I have to look back. But uh, that's what it was, that um, U.S. job openings fell sharply in August, being the biggest drop since April of 2020, and actually being the second largest in history. That's insane. Why is that? Inflation is still going, you know, is still being an issue for us. I was just driving past a gas station today during my travels because, like I said, I haul fuel. And there was a gas station I went by. I show I, it showed it went from four oh five a gallon this morning to four forty nine. I thought, my God, why the sudden increase? Now that was just one gas station. Everywhere else is still between four oh five and four fifteen a gallon, but. When one does it, the rest will follow. So I have imagined between tomorrow and the next day, we're going to see a big spiking fuel, at least in Michigan. It's weird. But anyway, I know what you guys are going through. Right? And there's a lot of you out there who are suffering financially, 
trying to make ends meet, trying to make tough decisions. And some of you that know what's going on and are awake to what's going on with regards to the children and saving the children, right? And the pedophilia circles that, you know, seem to um, plague our federal, state, and even in some cases, county governments. You just sit there and ask yourself and you scratch your head and you wonder, how are these people still going loose? What am I missing? What's happening? Why why are these people not getting their time in hell here? Why are they still running the streets? Believe you me, ladies and gentlemen, these people will have their time. They will stand trial and it will be a quick and speedy trial and thank God, for the good men and women in the assembly, the National Assembly that formulated the first de jure common law since 1861, which is the contempt of the Constitution, which again, as I will continuously repeat, has no statute of limitations. They might be roaming around free right now, but believe you me, they will be swooped up. And because of that statute of limitations not being existent in this law, I don't care if they committed a crime against a little child 58 years ago. Guess what? They are going to be charged and they are going to be prosecuted. And perhaps, perhaps, I don't know because I'm not the one in charge of punishment, but perhaps sentenced to death. Again, not my call. It's not my decision. But remember, these people will have their time, and they'll have their time in short order. Like I said earlier in the, in the scriptures, we will see them disappear before our eyes. It just sucks for the interim at the moment because there's a lot going on. And there's voices out there. I'm going to tell you right now, be careful too. Again, and I and I, I'm trying to be very neutral in this, and this goes including for the voices that I listen to. There are voices out there and personalities in podcast world that would have you believe that whatever's coming economically, as far as the whole Nasara thing, they're trying to convince you that it's BS, and that you're going to have a central banking digital currency attached to it. That's not the case. I'm going to tell you right now. Yes, there's debt forgiveness, but all the other things that come along with it, like this big helicopter rain of money that's going to be floating over us. No, that's not going to happen. I hate to break it to you. That's not going to happen. You want to know why debt will be wiped out? Let me explain it very simply, and hopefully it makes sense. I did a show on this. You can go back a few weeks back and and find it. It's called Nassara, I believe, Nassara Part 1 and Part 2. And I, it goes into great explanation in that. But here's the thing. You want to know why debt will be eliminated? Let me explain why. Because the Federal Reserve, which is unconstitutionally coining money, which is really not true money because it's not backed by any precious metals or anything of value. But the Federal Reserve is basically printing artwork is all they're doing. They're printing paper, which is pretty much 
mass artwork, you know, artwork being printed in mass. It has no real value. And so any loans that are extended out to people via a bank or a credit union, all that's happening is people, you're just, you're borrowing a debt instrument that's not backed by anything. And so the reason debt will be canceled when Nassara takes effect is because all of that stuff was done fraudulently. You cannot borrow the way it's set up. It's it's it, it it's like basically it is a Ponzi scheme without a doubt. But again, part of that Ponzi scheme also has to do with fraudulent lending. And that's why debt will be eliminated because it's all based off of a bullcrap valueless dollar called the Federal Reserve Note, which is a debt instrument. The fractional banking system has to collapse. But when that system collapses, you have to have something that comes up in replacement of that well jason what's that replacement well i don't know maybe constitutional money we're not going to have a central banking digital you know currency we will still have paper and coinage money but it's going to be backed by precious metals yes you're still going to have banks but it's going to have the proper and moral and ethical lending practices without trying to rape and pillage the pockets of the American people. Part of Nasara is say but goodbye to unconstitutional and raping and pillages of taxes, the federal income tax, property tax, stuff like that. But again, if you think you're going to get a universal basic income and you're going to get $10,000 a month because of all the taxes you paid unlawfully because of the theft of these people throughout your lifetime, I got news for you. That's not going to happen. But you know what will happen because of the fact that you'll get to keep more of your income and not have to be subject to paying property taxes on an annual basis. Let me tell you what, that right there is a huge raise for you. You won't need universal basic income because whatever money you're making, like for me, for example, I must have paid between property taxes, federal and state income taxes, and all the other bull crap. I think I must have paid over $32,000, $33,000 last year. You know what I could do with $32,000, dollars $34,000? I could do a lot with that. That right there, I'm happy with that. That's money that I get to keep that Uncle Sam doesn't rape and pillage out of my pocket. So back to what my point is. This Nasara system is going to end up helping a lot of people. And right now, yes, economically, there's a lot of people suffering. I get it. It sucks. I'm suffering right there with you dealing with the high cost of inflation. You know, my my saving, my margin of savings has completely, I don't want to say diminished. It hasn't diminished, if I'm going to be really honest with you all. But my margin of savings has shrunk down because we're spending an extra couple hundred a month on groceries, an extra hundred or, you know, 150, 200 on energy between fuel and electric and natural gas. I mean, we're all feeling the pinch, but we got to remember, it's their, their time is coming to an end. And so you'd be careful. Like I said, 
there's a lot of voices I really trust out there. I shouldn't say a lot. There's some voices I listen to that I trust, but they're those same voices that I trust. I also draw very high skepticism on some of the things they say because either A, they may not have a true full understanding of it, or B, they have a full understanding of it. And they're, they're the type of voice that's putting out 90% truth only to tell you 10% lies to get you to lose hope and faith for the future. I have a big problem with that. Again, I won't name names because for two reasons. One, I'm not going to do that just because. But two, there's no substantiation. That, uh, there's no sol you know solid proof of my claims. All I'm saying is draw an ear of caution to certain voices. That's it, including my own. Don't take my word for it. Do your own research. I will always tell people, listen, listen and listen but verify, verify, verify. Do not just take what I say or anybody. Do not take anybody's word for what they say for face value. Always verify. Do your own homework. Use your critical thinking skills. Use your common sense. Don't rely on critical race theory and common core education. Anyway, that's all I got for you today. <clears throat> Evil will fall, and we will witness it. We're just going to, it's unfortunate, but we still have to endure some more pain. Well, Jason, I'm tired of enduring the pain. Yeah, I am too. You don't think I'm not in, in tired of it? Let me read something too that I posted from BioClandestine. They wrote, I can feel the collective weight bearing down on all of us. We are unwilling pawns in a never-ending psychological and spiritual war. Nuclear destruction lays on the forefront of the collective mind. There is this broad sense of impending doom, yet anons know that everything is going to be fine. What a blessing and a curse. I can't properly put it into words, but it's exhausting. I simply long for the day when my mind is no longer subject to informational warfare, clandestine. I agree. It's hard and it's psychologically exhausting and draining, but we're going to be fine. You just got to put your trust in God. Look within to Christ. Remember, ask Christ daily to be in your heart. We will be fine. You just got to dig out from within and pull out that strength. And pray to God for that extra armor, because we're going to need it, me including. All right, let's pray. All right, Heavenly Father. Well, if you can't tell from that sigh, it's a sigh of exhaustion, and not just on my behalf, but for anybody listening. It's exhausting. And we know that this fight was never going to be easy. We know that. But we thank you for putting us here in this place, in this time, because we know we have a specific purpose that you have in mind for us. And we pray that we can fulfill that purpose for you 100%. And we hope we don't fail you or disappoint you. We ask for your forgiveness for our sins, not just individually, but collectively as a nation. We say thank you and give you so much gratitude for giving us another day of life and good health, not just for ourselves, but our families, our spouses, our children, our grandchildren. 
So continuous, continuously guide us, give us discernment, and allow us to realize who is faking us out and who is telling us the real truth. And if anything that I have said here tonight was false, please let it fall on deaf ears. I do my absolute best to put nothing but truth out there to anybody who cares to come to this channel and listens, because I vow to be the best steward I can for this channel. Guide our thoughts, guide our words, and guide our actions. In your Holy Son's name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. And so that is all I have for you all today. Like I said, don't worry. We will be just fine. All right? Everything's going to be all right. So pray. Dig into your scripture because that's what you're going to need. That's what we all need. That's why this show is called 1% with Him. Spend 15 minutes a day in your Bible and in prayer. Have a great day or night wherever you're at in the world. And we'll be back here tomorrow. God bless. forget to share the podcast far and wide and the website is www.hishardline.com and the website for the podcast is hishardline.podbean.com thank you for joining us have a wonderful day or night wherever you're at in the world